the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Time for Grace to the Bay with Dr. Roger Chen. Dr. Chen is the pastor at Grace Church of the Bay Area, a church committed to glorifying the Lord Jesus Christ through verse-by-verse expository preaching to learn exactly what God has revealed in His Word. Now, here's Dr. Chen with today's message. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to continue looking at not only the theology of your wisdom, the gospel, but to further look into how it is possible that we as believers can know this secret, lofty, and hidden wisdom. Use us this morning, continue to use us this morning for your glory. May we be engaged fully in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, in this day and age, the practice of having something appraised is common to most of us. It's common practice. It is especially true when we have a fluctuating valuations and legal necessities regarding our possessions. When you have a valuable appraised, it is an estimate of what the value of that object is should you lose that and want insurance to replace it or if you want to sell that item. It could be a jewelry, it could be a work of art, it could be a home. And what you're looking for in that appraisal is the true value, the what we call fair market value of that item. And of course, in order to get a proper appraisal, you don't just look online or you look at it and hold it up to the sun. You need to trust an expert an expert appraiser, and not just any appraiser, someone who is an expert in that particular field, be it real estate or jewelry or precious metal or whatever it may be. An expert being someone who has the knowledge and ability to place a an accurate value on that object. Now we know that there is nothing more valuable than the Word of God, not the paper that our Bible is printed on, but the Word of God itself. There really is no fair market value because the Word of God is priceless. But like with that piece of real estate, only one who, uh, only one can truly know its value if that person is equipped with the knowledge and ability to recognize its value. And when we talk about the wisdom of God in the gospel and the Holy Spirit's enabling believers to grasp it, it becomes clear that not everyone, not every individual who has ever lived, not every human being can properly appraise the gospel to understand its worth. I mean, think about all we have said in looking at the gospel or the wisdom of God. We've said that it is hidden, hidden specifically to the understanding of man. 
We've also said that it's beyond human apprehension. Even after being revealed, it's not something that man can fully understand on his own. It is a wisdom, we have also said, beyond anything human. In other words, beyond not just our intellect, but any of our other senses or faculties. None of those can achieve or access the word of God on their own. We've also said that this wisdom of God now revealed is possible to understand only when God chooses to reveal that to a specific individual. So, when we talk about appraisal, how is it that we as human beings, but believers, Christians, can truly appraise God's word? Because we do do that. As Christians, we do recognize its value, maybe not fully, maybe not in every second of every day, but we have an understanding. We have, if you will, the expertise to appraise and value the word of God. How is that possible, knowing everything that we have said, that it is indeed beyond human comprehension, hidden in all of those things? In other words... What are the issues involved for proper spiritual appraisal? I believe the answer to that question is found in our passage this morning, which is 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 14 through 16, and I invite you to turn there with me. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 14 through 16. If you're joining us for the first time this morning, you should probably know that we go through the Bible verse by verse, and we are in these three verses this morning. And we will do that very thing today, unpack these three verses verse by verse. Hopefully by now you've found your way to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 14 through 16. Let me read that for you from the New American Standard. Paul continues, But a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. But he who is spiritual appraises all things, yet he himself is appraised by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he will instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. I want to find this morning three issues. This is our outline. Three issues in the spiritual appraisal of the wisdom of God. And again, we're still talking about the wisdom of God. Paul is still talking about the wisdom of God. Three issues involved in the spiritual appraisal of the wisdom of God. The first issue you need to understand in understanding why we can appraise God's word is the limitations of man. That's our first point. That's the first issue in the spiritual appraisal of the wisdom of God. The limitations of man. We're going to find that in verse 14, again in 2 Corinthians chapter 2. I'm going to read that for you again. Paul says, But a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them, because they are spiritually appraised. Now when he says the things of the Spirit of God, he is not talking about, specific revelation in a dream or, 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 or something like that. He's simply talking about God's revealed word, the Bible, the scriptures. Now he starts with this word, but, and we always need to understand 
because if you're you're contrasting something like if you're walking into a conversation and someone says but or therefore you want to say wait 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 what are you talking about because you know that what he's saying now is contrasting or connecting to connected to or resulting from something you missed and in a sense it's, it's what's happening this morning uh, when we just look starting in verse 14 we're kind of jumping in on a conversation a letter a flow of thought and so we need to understand this why is he saying but what is he contrasting in the previous passage he told us that the apostles himself included were given god's word through the holy spirit and this truth has in turn been passed down through the ages in the scriptures and he sets up with this word but in verse 14 he sets up a contrast between the apostles who were taught by the Spirit, who we read uh, last week, combined spiritual thoughts and spiritual words, right? This was a work purely of the Holy Spirit. The contrast between that and natural man. He says, we as the apostles were given the truth by the Holy Spirit. So we understand the truth. We pass the truth on to you. But natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God. What is the natural man? The natural man is uh, his way of simply referring to the unbeliever, the non-Christian, the human who remains in the natural state in which he was born. And to use the terminology of this passage, the natural man is the individual who does not have the Holy Spirit. And we know all believers today, all New Covenant Christians, New Covenant or all New Covenant believers are Christians, New Covenant children of God have the Holy Spirit. So the natural man is someone who does not have the Holy Spirit. They are not a Christian. And the NIV actually translates it that way without the Holy Spirit. Now he uses the word in the Greek natural because this is how all men live from birth. This is the natural, the common, the regular state of man. It is not until Christians at the point of their salvation that a natural man becomes a spiritual man. Now the non-Christian, the natural man, lives on an entirely human level. That is to say, he is entirely dependent on human faculties without the aid of the Holy Spirit. All that the natural man has is the world and himself and the wisdoms that come from those two. And so, as we've seen, Paul repeats so many times, and he does here in a different way. Obviously, if that's all he has, then they can't understand or appraise the things of the Spirit. Now, when you talk about the natural man just having the world and just having themselves, for most of the world, that's all they want. That's enough for them. Everything from food and water to hobbies and occupations, their, their pursuits, their finances, the natural man has all of those things. You don't need to be a Christian to be able to eat. 
You don't need to have to have the Holy Spirit to have an education or to have a job and to have an income. And so everyone uh, in the world can have those things. And for most of them, that's all they want. That's all they think they need. And within that life is a human perspective and understanding of the world around him. What we're saying here, what Paul is saying here, is that the natural man cannot appraise or understand the things of the Spirit. It doesn't mean that a non-Christian doesn't understand anything. Most of our world leaders who have changed the world, uh, some of the most uh, successful inventors who, who have changed the course of technology and humankind have done so without knowing God. That's not what we're talking about. You see, someone can live a very long and happy life in just having the pursuits of the world and without having the Holy Spirit. It's the end of that happy life that is at stake and what is oh so important, though they may not realize that. What the natural man does not have is the ability to accept and comprehend the things of the Spirit of God, the center, center of which is the wisdom of God, the gospel, and thus they cannot have eternal life until the Lord chooses, should he choose, to grace them with that. Now, Paul goes on to explain that the reason the natural man doesn't accept these things is because, quote, it is foolishness to him. The word of God, the things of the spirit, are foolishness to the natural man, to the unbeliever. They are foolishness because simply they have not accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. And this is what Paul has been saying all along as he compares and contrasts the wisdom of the world with the wisdom of God. He said this already back in verse 23 of chapter 1. We preach Christ crucified to Jews a stumbling block and to Gentiles foolishness. Now, back in our verse in 2.14, Paul then moves on to elaborate even more. He says the natural man cannot understand the things of God because they are spiritually appraised. Appraised means to examine to investigate, to discern. And that's a good word for it. I believe some of your versions of the Bible may translate this word as discern. It's the same idea in uh, someone who appraises a piece of jewelry, to discern if it's real or not, to discern how many carats it is, to discern whether it's an alloy or not, right? And so it, it's the same idea. And again, it's the difference between human nature and spiritual things that is being appraised. Now, Paul uses the present tense, which, as you know, means this is always true. This is ongoing. It's not something that happened once in the past and that is over like he was crucified. Okay, It's in the present tense. It's still happening. Now, another way to understand this is with common biblical and Christian terminology. And that is, the natural man is spiritually dead. So, he cannot grasp 
that which is spiritual. It does not matter how smart or articulate or successful in his field he may be. No matter how much of his life we would respond to with, man, good for him. It is good for him in this life, but not the next. And that's what's so tricky about human achievement. It focuses on the here and now, including the near future, rather than the long-term future. Now understand, when I say long-term future, I mean eternity. Because there are people in their own human achievement that are not just concerned about their own pocketbooks, but they are concerned about making sure that their kids and grandkids have enough money and are prepared for There are people even not thinking about their own families, but the world in general, who are concerned, for example, about environmental issues, so that in their minds, the world will still uh, be uh, living and thriving, and the, the air will be fresh and clear, whatever it may be, for generations to come. And so, uh, but in compared to eternity, that's still just the near future. And all of those things from a worldly perspective, we, we could say, hey, good for you. Good that he's doing that. Good that he's looking forward and, and making sure that even his grandkids and great-grandkids have enough money or whatever it may be. But that still pales in comparison to eternity. It's not even a drop in the bucket in comparison. Again, All those things are good for this life, perhaps even beyond his own 80, 90, 100 years and on to future generations, but it is still just this life, the earthly life. It is no good for the next. No matter how successful, how much money, how green you are, it does not impact eternity. And in fact, when Paul uses this word natural to describe man, he uses a word or a description that we know from later Greek literature was constantly used to praise the noblest part of man. You pan out to a larger timeline and a more significant existence. Again, it doesn't mean much in light of eternity. In other words... Though the Greeks extolled natural man because it was the noblest part of man, Paul uses the same term to reduce that to its proper level. In comparison to eternity, it is nothing. It is useless. It is worthless because it can't achieve correctness, reconciliation, being right with God. Look, when Paul does that, it's not a put down of mankind, of the human race. Rather, this is a sobering reminder to focus on what matters and for the Christian to rejoice in what the Lord has done in allowing you to go beyond in your comprehension just the things and the pursuits and the successes of this world. We must rejoice in that. 
And so the first issue in understanding the spiritual appraisal of the wisdom of God is that natural man, which includes what you once were, understand, cannot understand God's word. They cannot appraise the things of the spirit. They are limited in perhaps the most crucial and severest way. But there is a second issue in the spiritual appraisal of the wisdom of God, and that is the liberation of Christians. We've seen the, the limitations of man and now the liberation of Christians. We were among those who were limited and now we are liberated. Let me explain. Verse 15, 1 Corinthians 2. But he who is spiritual appraises all things, yet he himself is appraised by no one. What in the world does that mean? This actually goes back to Genesis 2. You don't need to turn there. But at the fall, man, because of sin, lost his ability to see the world properly. I don't mean physically see, but intellectually see to evaluate. Everything since that time, including our, pers- including our perspective, our intellect, our vision, and our thoughts, have all been stained with sin. Even as the redeemed, sin gets in the way and will continue to do so as long as we are in this life. However, having now been given the Holy Spirit in our lives as individuals, we have the ability to appraise all things properly. In other words, to see not just the gospel, not just God, but all things in light of the gospel. Now, other English versions use the word judge rather than appraise. And that's, uh, that's the same idea. Now, all things, when, when uh, Paul writes that we are able to appraise all things. He who is spiritual, again, refers to Christians, appraises all things. All things refers centrally and primarily to the gospel. The things of God, again, that were formerly hidden, but now have been revealed in the spirit. So the things, to put it another way, that pertain to the work of salvation. Now to connect this to our context in 1 Corinthians, As the Spirit searches the depths of God, remember from last week, and reveals them to man, so we can, in turn, discern God's ways. Here's another way to put this. As Christians, we have been enlightened and no longer blinded by the God of this world, the devil. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. Turn ahead just a few pages, 2 Corinthians 4, verses 3 and 4. Paul says this, And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, in whose case the God of this world, that's the devil, has blinded the minds of the unbelieving, so that they, may not, they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. We have, been take, we have had that, those blinders 
taken off because we are not those who are perishing anymore. We are not the unbelieving. We are not natural man. Listen as I read 1 John 2, 27. As for you, the anointing which you receive from him abides in you, and you have no need for anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, there it is again, all things, and is true and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you abide in him. 1 John 2, 27. And again, to, pair, to, to summarize, he's just saying that, again, because we have the Holy Spirit and been taught by him, we can discern or, or appraise all things. Hi, this is Roger Chen of Grace Church of the Bay Area and our radio ministry, Grace to the Bay. I hope that this series on 1 Corinthians has been a blessing to you. And I just want to encourage you as we come to the end of the year, as we look forward to broadcasting our sermons in 2022, would you prayerfully consider supporting us as we are a listener-supported ministry? If the Lord has led you to do that, you can go to our church website, gracebayarea.org and just click on the giving link and we are so appreciative we want to offer this and continue to preach the word and get the truth of God's word out to the greater Bay Area even if you are unable to give at this time would you just go on our website gracebayarea.org and send us an email and let us know how we can pray for you or how this ministry has been a blessing to you thank you so much and until next week Have a great Saturday and have a great week. This has been Grace to the Bay with Dr. Roger Chen. Tune in next week for a continuation of this message. Grace to the Bay is the radio ministry of Grace Church of the Bay Area, practicing and proclaiming the purity of biblical truth. You're invited to join them for worship service in San Mateo, Sundays at 11 a.m. Visit the website gracebayarea.org for directions and other information or to view a live stream of the service. As a listener-supported program, we ask that you consider making a tax-deductible donation so that we can continue to share Pastor Rogers' teaching with you each week. Donations can be made through the website gracebayarea.org. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.